Hey, Mila, you you, uh, you feeling warm today? Um, you got you got good heating in your house. It's 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 all right. It could be a little cooler. I'm mean, I'm at my podcast studio. The rest of the house is warm, but the podcast studio is a little chilly. So oh, okay. So you that's know why I got my, that's why I got my thermal on today. Oh, well, you know, it's funny you should be mentioning you know heating and that kind of thing because our episode is actually brought to uh, our listeners by Park Power, and they're Park the, Power. That's right. They're a friendly yokel, friendly yokel. <laughs> they're a friendly <laughs> local utility provider in Alberta. And oh wow, yeah. And I mean, if if you are warm, but you're like you know my life could still be better. They also do internet. And uh, na- electricity as well. Oh, cool! So yeah. internet, electricity, yeah. heating yep. and air. That's right. Yes, gas. It, Can I get gas from them or no? Absolutely. Like you mean like like for your car? No, like for like natural gas. Yes, to natural run my, gas. From my furnace. To, absolutely. To my water. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They got low rates apparently and awesome service. Oh. Oh, and, and you know, low, actually, low rates and awesome service. Okay. And I mean, and I know that I know that you care about other people, so it'll probably you know work for you that they also profit share with local charities. Well, that is really fantastic. They, they they're giving back. Okay, that's right. That's pretty cool, right? And it is good. Yeah. And on top of this, and I mean, are they are they located in a park, or is or is the founder named Mister Park, or we don't know or care? <laughs> the founder is named Chris Krasowski. Chris Kazowski. Oh, I've never okay. met him, but apparently you can spot him because he always wears a bow tie. Oh, good for him. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a, a classy fella, and he actually is located in Sherwood Park. Which is not far oh, from where I live. That makes sense. So that's yeah. where the, that's where the park comes from. In, in our, li- our listeners have been are, are curious, but like about yes. you know entomology or etymology or yeah, absolutely ecology and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. And I mean, I know that like you and me, because we're doing the 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 podcasting thing, we're just rolling in money. But uh, yes, the fact is, there's actually people out there who want to save money, right? I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, they want to pay less. I, I my my the, the the company that I use um, here for for my power. I, I just send in like an extra ten dollars every time and say, hey, you know, just buy 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 donuts for the for the for the, for the um, gals in the office. <laughs> you never buy me donuts, cheek. <laughs> so, um, okay, well, look, here's the deal. Like in Alberta, I don't know what it's like in North Carolina, but in Alberta, you can actually choose who you get your internet and your electricity and your natural gas from. It's not like just some big like you know state conglomerate that's like this is how oh, we, have, we have we have we have we have we have you have choice, choice. you have choice yeah. cool well park power is one of those choices and they offer that's cool them. yeah i think yeah. so that's fantastic well, tell them come on down to north carolina we could use we could use some choices down here have mr so yeah has mr bowtie give me give me a call all right well hey Mila, if you decide to switch and i mean part of this is you'll probably have to come to alberta but you know it, it's inevitable. You're, you're you're already part of the Alberta Podcast Network. You're going to be coming. Uh, yes, to Alberta. And I, I love Park Power, so I'm, I'm I'm halfway there. Absolutely. Well, if you want to switch, all you have to do is you just go to parkpower.ca. Okay. Oh, .ca. Cool. That's right. Because it's Canadian, right? It is. That, that, that .ca. Yeah. There you go. Parkpower.ca. .ca. That's simple and easy. Okay. Cool. Thanks. So welcome, unprofessionals, to a very um, coverage ungrading um, episode of Unprofessional Development. So um, Shane, my beloved co-host, he is um, not at Lazy. school today, oh, and sorry. and so um, so Brad, whether and I don't know how it works at, at at your school. Sometimes there's a list that goes on an email. My school for a while would call out all of the names um, across the intercom as to like which class you had to cover because there were not enough substitutes to cover the um, 
the, the classes today. So we have got um, a former and semi-current um, podcaster, Brad, who was in the episode that um, is previous to this one, I assume, um, and also just a longtime friend of unprofessional development to help me out because I obviously am incapable of hosting a podcast by myself. Okay, and then obviously, and then we have a guest. We have Jacob Johnson, who I met on Twitter, who is a fellow ungrader like myself. Um, and so we're going to have him. We're going to kind of talk about um, ungrading and all all the ins and outs of that, and see what we can learn. So, always, Jacob. First of all, welcome. You doing well? I'm doing real well. Thanks for having me. Excited okay. to be here. I'm glad to have you here. I'm glad to have you here too, Brad. Okay. Um, oh, good. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> And um, so anyway, so we always like to ask our guests the, um, the question at the beginning, what does education and being an educator mean to you? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know if that's a, a loaded question or not. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough to I think those as the more I am doing this, and I, I'm such a novice. I'm only, you know, barely 10, 11, 12 years in mm -hmm. um, with a long way to go, a lot to learn. And I just think there's there's education and there's being an educator. And mm -hmm. um, as a, being in education, um, I'm learning I'm accountable to a lot of different stakeholders in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. And um, ultimately those are, you know, could be opposing things, they could be complementing things. And so whether it's, you know, the school board, my sites, my administration, the parents, my colleagues, my students, um, that accountability and that role, that hat, is in flux um, and it's dizzying at times. And so um, ultimately I think when I think about being an educator, a person, uh, it's, it's tough to sum up, but if I were to make an analogy, I'd probably say it's trying to be more of a fountain than a drain. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so Jacob, you came to us uh, as uh, as Mealy said there in the beginning um, with sort of a an, a background in um, ungrading. So, how how do you how do you actually implement that in your classroom? What does that look like? And what is it? I guess what does it mean to you? And what does it look like? Well, I mean, I, I'd like to start with I don't know. I kind of found myself in this Twitter sphere corner of ungrading. <laughs> um, and I want there's so many more educators out there, teachers that have been doing it so much longer, mm -hmm. are so much more well-versed in defining it and implementing it. Um, and I'm constantly learning day by day from, from these teachers and educators. Um, and so I, I don't really consider myself, you know, really a, an expert at all in this. I just, it's something that I've found myself that I connect to because it's innate in, in many teachers. I think when they teach, they design lessons, but then you go to put in grades or you go to evaluate or assess and there's just something that doesn't feel right about it. Um, it feels off and disconnected from the human element. And so that's where I, I found myself in this, in this community of sorts um, and just kind of digging in and talking with these people and, and, and growing my uh, profession or my teaching practice rather um, from this angle. And so in terms of implementation, uh, it has a lot of nuances. And I think as you go and you, you know, see what other teachers who are doing ungrading, um, how they define it, how they're doing it, it's hard to pinpoint. I mean, I mean, there's even people within that, but they don't agree with each other on what it even means. And that's a good thing. 
Um, so for me, I think the if I were to put the crux on it for myself, it's it's a de-emphasis on grades. Mm -hmm. And it's just a constant attempt because you're fighting a wave here. Because um, it's, again, it's the thing that runs the whole system. Yes. Um, this idea of grades. And so you're, you're fighting the system. So it's a constant battle. And so it's this, you know, continual adjustment of, okay, how could I, in my lesson planning, in my delivery, in the language I use with my students, parents, everyone to just decentralize, de-emphasize grades, points, um, ranking and sorting. Yeah. 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 So, um, kind of, um, so tied to that, like, and so that's, so that's what it is. I, I think it is. I really like the idea of de-emphasizing it. Um, because there is, it's, it's like, like so many other things in the world, there's, there's a spectrum. There are people in situations where because of the school they're in or whatever it is that they're completely doing away with grades and, and, and there is no, um, grade, there is no report card or the, or the report card does not have numbers or letters on it. It just has some type of, um, feedback or evaluation. And then there are other people that work within the system where they have to put, um, X amount of grades or have to ha at least have a final grade in the system. So they find a way to, um, work around that. In fact, we have like, um, our, um, our friend Johanna Brown that was on um, an episode, I don't know, about a year or so ago. I will, you know, her either electronically or not, but, um, but she kind of like just gives everyone a um, hundred and then just deals with um, feedback and all of that in, internally in, in her classroom. There's um, someone like myself, what I end up doing is, and I know other teachers do this where it's um, a conversation and the kids tell me, I could be misstating Johanna, by the way, she might be doing some version of this as well. But anyway, but, but at the end of time where the kids tell me um, both on specific assignments and then overall for the, for the quarter and for the year, what they think um, their grade should be, because I don't um, work within a system that they can do away with it. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of things emphasizing something other than grades, which is really, like you said, it's, it's fighting the way because even when you're not like you're trying to do away with grades, you have to spend so much time talking about why we're not grading. <laughs> like, again, you're talking about grading and especially, you know, depending on what age you teach, the kids have just been in this thing for so long that they, um, you know, for lack of a word, I, like it's like the matrix. They, they believe it's real, you know, like grades are just a social construct that we've come up with and decided that this is what we do. There's like, there's nothing real about grades. No one is a 78 or a 74 and you couldn't possibly go, this person is like four points better than this person. Like objectively, how would you, how would you know that at math or English for this current content? So it's kind of, kind of weird, but um, so that being said, when you're either talking to teachers or to students, what's the biggest min misconception? What's the biggest pushback that you get um, from ungrading? Well, I mean, from a student angle, I think they're so engulfed in this and they just believe many things about it, that they need to have good grades to get into college, mm -hmm. um, that, that these grades actually define their potential and level of intellect or ability and they just believe it, mm. um, it's ingrained in them. And so part, I think, of ungrading is 
on learning this concept like no it doesn't so when you know the students come into the class on first day yeah i we hit this hard like hey like you know grades are literally off the table um if you had an a last semester great good for you it doesn't mean anything if you had an f you bummer it doesn't mean anything because i'm just going to sound like that these don't mean they don't mean their letters that we got five letters of the alphabet that we're going to try to sort you in and define your potential mm -hmm. and you know neuroscientists barely understand how the brain works we're learning more and more you know mm -hmm. constantly about how the human mind works and learning and all these things and so for us as, as me as a fellow human to be that i have this power with these five magical letters to in a, in a hundred point scale to pinpoint how well you are as a learner as a person it, it's just it's baffling and so i try to communicate that idea that hey one i have to give it's part of my job so as much as i want to de-emphasize and i hate grades I, I love my job more and i enjoy getting a paycheck right um and so we have to do business i have certain requirements um but then i'm letting them know that hey i'm i'm trying to provide as you know um monty siri had said on his episode like it's about mm -hmm. windows mm -hmm. not doors and, and, that, and that stuck and that's like yeah so i'm trying to provide these opportunities for you to work around the system right but at the end of the day i'm being held accountable um to produce these marks, which I don't agree with. So how um, do you so how do you specifically work within the system that you're in? What 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 is your actual like practice that you do, or how do how do you do it? Uh, well, it's constantly in flux. So I'm, I'm constantly <laughs> playing with it, reflecting on it, saying what worked, what didn't, and I will change it by the week if I need to. If it's like if it's not working, I say what can I control, and if I can control it, it's just mm -hmm. like that wasn't working. We're going to change it right now. And because yeah. it's ultimately in your benefit. So I have to submit grades by contractually um, mm -hmm. three times a semester. Okay. Um, and so I, I minimally do that. And so we're working with two different systems. Um, and I don't know if it's similar at your school, but there's an SIS. There's a student information system. Yep. That's where we like report the grades, like attendance, transcripts. And there's the LMS, mm -hmm. you know, where you have like Canvas um, and that's, where you have your lessons and you have other things. So I'm, I'm playing with those. And so I have to report to the SIS three times um, a semester minimal. Right. Other teachers will do it. However, then, but, but that's the official grade. So I yeah. start right away. Um, yeah. you, you don't, course. you don't want to know what my minimums are. It's insane. Okay. I, I've heard on the previous podcast and it's, yeah. just, it, it's, like it, infuriating. it's, it's almost like <laughs> multiple times a week. Okay, I have I have to I have to put something in, and there's three different flavors of them, and there's this many for this flavor, this many for this flavor, and this many for this flavor, and it's it's and, and you know what really kind of it's insane. Keep it my mind. It, it, it's what blows my mind is that when teachers don't have to do it, but they take the initiative to do it to add more to that, and mm -hmm. it's like you know you're you're choosing to do this, and that's ultimately too where I came to this decision, thinking about grades and the the problems that ensue is that. I'm in control of this. Like I'm the one who's doing this. So like what's in my control and what's not. And let me stop making messes for myself mm -hmm. and, and simplify this for everyone. Cause many of the problems that I had with grades and grading came, they were self-inflicted me thinking I had to do this in a certain way when in reality, the big pictures, I, I didn't. And so um, back to, back to how I do it within, you know, my, edu ecosystem if you will is mm -hmm. that i have to report the grades um and so right out the gate it's all a's everyone gets just an a to start the first six weeks because and okay. i have a note in there a note in there that lets people know this is a meaningless grade it means nothing 
Do not take this. Check Canvas if you want to see your students' completion of assignments. Call me. We'll have a talk. But at the end of the day, this six-week grade means absolutely nothing. Um, it's just, it's a placeholder grade. And that is that. Um, and so that's what I do. It's the first six weeks. Um, they hold it. Everyone's happy. Everyone has an A the first six weeks. I'm right. happy. Parents have, every, everyone's happy. And then, you know, I go, and then at the six week, we have conversations like, hey, how do we want this to look? And I've changed it. Currently, I'm going with the sort of, I guess it would be contractual grading, where it's just mm -hmm. like, hey, you complete this many assignments, you'll have this grade. And it comes to how I design it in Canvas, where I don't use percentages or points. Mm -hmm. It's just com complete or incomplete. Okay. And then it's about having open policies. So I, it's like, yeah, you want to turn late, turn late. You want to redo it, redo it. And I'm open with the students right. in terms of, hey, I will retake an assignment more times and you'll be willing to submit it. I guarantee you'll get sick of submitting it before I get sick of taking it. So if it's incomplete and it's not up to a standard where I think, now you can do better than this. Um, it's just right. I was say, so, so, so your def your definition of incomplete is not they didn't do it. It's that they didn't do it to the level of acceptable mastery that, that, that um, is predetermined. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, and that's different for every student because I have a, a range of kids. I have, right. you know, at the senior level, there's there's students that are um, well on their way to being out. It's like, do you even need this class? Like you have a set plan, you're ready to go. And there's students that are barely reading at a middle school level. Mm -hmm. um, and they've been passed all along. It is the graduation train, as you know, we talked about. Yes. In other episodes. It's, it's, it's yeah. going. And it doesn't matter yeah. if, if I if I hold strong and it's like, no, you have to pass my class because it's rigorous and it's preparing you for all it's that's a load of BS. Right. So now, th th there's I, there's 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 another track right next to this one that that is those skids are greased to to to, to get to the same station. What what, what content talk, do you, what content do you teach, by the way? Just just um so I'm an English know. teacher. Okay. So yeah, so I mean, but I um I've done a lot though too. So I I did uh, I was a yearbook advisor for eight years. Um I just recently got out of that, and that's that's a whole other story. But um, by the way, this so, is this is my but, thing. By the way, is um, Instagram, uh, Instagram, and Snapchat not the yearbook now? Like that, that is the yearbook, right? Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. We can have a whole podcast just on the the how that whole. <laughs> well, I need this like dollars like five pound thing that I'm going to stick on my bookshelf somewhere. Um, like so many kids, the, the parents would buy the yearbook. Forum, mm -hmm. um, in the in the beginning of the year, and so many kids just never picked it up. Yeah, that has they no value to them. It. And you know, and there's some value to it, but not before kind of the age we live in now. So it's, mm -hmm. it's a different thing. But um, yeah. So I, I was doing that for a long time, and I was in my transition. I I did what we call credit recovery. I had all these credit recovery classes, mm -hmm. and that was that was an eye opener in terms of like, <laughs> whoa, like. I got to see basically everyone's dirty laundry. Yes. Oh, you, you, you failed this class for this reason from this teacher. And, and you see all these oh, kids. And, oh. um, and in, in one instance, it's like, it's an eye roll. Another one, it's heartbreaking. It's like, yes. oh, so because you were in lockdown and COVID and you had all these issues, you got an F and, and here we are. Then there's the other kids like, oh, you're just, you're clearly lazy, but hey, you have your reasons. And right. Hey, I get it. You're making priorities. Well, and that credit yeah. recovery is that grease track, right? Like you get, oh, it is. I, I try to tell, I try to explain this to teachers, yeah. the ones that are like, oh, he didn't do the work. He's going to fail. I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. 
I'm still going to make him pass. Like that's my job as an administrator is I'm going to put him in credit recovery. He's mm-hmm. going to run through it in three weeks and he's going to get the same a that you didn't want to give him. That has yeah. no difference on his grades, no difference on his GPA, no difference on college yeah. transcripts. Yeah. So, cool. Good. Oh, for wow. You, you my, made my, him do three extra weeks of work. I'm going to say my district, you just, you don't, you, you don't get the a, you get, you get a, you get a, um, a credit, but both no grade. It's like a, basically a pass fail type thing. Oh no, you can definitely get an a in credit recovery with us. So okay. It's like, cool hold on to that five grades a week and then you feel good about it and you know i think that's where i always come into the ungraded thing of you know this just makes so much more sense because we have completely devalued the grade for a thousand different reasons mm-hmm. so why are we holding tight to it you know oh well, yeah me and me and the kids we were in compliant we were not, not compliant we were in cahoots together on this thing it was mm-hmm. like i felt that i was being you know somewhat reprimanded for having to teach the class they were being recommended for being there. So we were like, mm-hmm. hey, let's do this thing together. I would unlock that whole course and be like, yeah, you just got to go on this page and this page. And they're using their their apps, Brainly, um, Photomath. And, and, and I'm teaching them how to use I'm like, hey, so-and-so is using this app. Why don't you download it and do what he's doing? You know, <laughs> and, and, and he's passing it. And, and so it's like, why not? Because, yeah, there's a blind eye to it. Like, oh, they shouldn't be. And maybe we should proctor the final in this. And it's like, seriously, it's credit recovery. Like, right. We're, we're going to hold these these standards that you know weren't held before but um yeah it's, we, we ultimately want the optics to be there um and we want to pass them along and so i it's just so back to the it's it, it's like why hold on to this thing this idea of grades when it's like we're, we're fighting against it anyway but we want it to look good mm-hmm. you know we want them to be held accountable there's all these other reasons that are not measuring um they're not academic Mm-hmm. And so it just makes sense to say, you know what, as the classroom teacher, if there's things I can control to de-emphasize the grade, I'm going to do it and I'm going to go hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that, that is the thing that there's so many things that, that whether it be with the, with the grading, with other things that we're, that, that school is doing, that's always been done or whatever. And it's like, okay, is this actually leading to more student learning or not? You know what I mean? And, um, and it's not, I mentioned this on the podcast um, last year. I had, I had this kid. So like I said, um, Brad, you may have noticed about three flavors of grades, right? So one counts like this percent, one counts a little bit more and then one counts a whole lot. And they call them, I think, perform, rehearse and prepare. Okay. They came up with these fancy names for them. They used to be called formal and informal. But anyway, mm-hmm. so this girl realized the, the formula and she's like, um, if I ignore the prepare things and I just, and she was a smart kid, she could, she could um, get at least a B or so on the um, rehearse and perform grades. And so she would just ask every time a task or assignment came down the pike, she'd be like, is this a rehearse or is this a perform? Is this a prepare? And she's like, and she's like, I don't do prepare assignments because I, and, she, and like, she's like, I'll just do rehearse and perform. Let me know when we got one of those till then I'm just going to, I'm just going to sit here and do, and, and do nothing. And, and she pulled and she, she, and she was happy with a C. A C was a C was good enough. Like at B's on these things, I walk out with a C, and I'm and I'm good to go. And I'm like, yeah, but like I want you to learn. <laughs> I'm like the prepare is actually I made it to prepare you for the for the performance. Like that's the, like the idea. Like I like I think these words these words are actually reason, reasonably well chosen by my district. Like I'm like this is this is just some kind of practice to get you ready for when we're going to like really assess how good you are so this is going to be that but she's like ah, 
And like, well, she, and she didn't need to, you know what I mean? And there, obviously there's lots of kids that do, that did need to, and that's what the, the pair was there for. And so, uh, and that's the other thing as well. Um, so I have these things, I have to make these prepare grades. You can kind of get into some of the stuff you probably end up doing as well. Um, I, and so the perform grade is where I, I have a conference with my students and we sit down and we talk about like this um, paper assessment that we've done and to see what they've done. It's, it's broken down. It's like, you know, by quote unquote standards, you know what I mean? The, like standard-based grading. This is standard-based ungrading. And um, so I get, I've given them feedback. They might've done some corrections or whatever, right? And so I'm sitting with this, this girl, real smart girl, and she had done none of the um, prepare stuff, which is done on a um, software called Delta Math. You may or may not have heard of it. It's, it's pretty popular out there. And so I put in the actual numbers from Delta Math that, that, that they kick out. So you've got 78% done for this assignment of Delta Math. I put 78 in. So I go, hey, um, I didn't do this for everyone. I don't know. I, I need to be more consistent. But I go, you literally got everything right on the trigonometry part of this assignment. You did like three things on the trigonometry delta math, but you obviously have mastered that. Do you have a problem with me changing this delta math grade to a hundred since you obviously um, know it? You know what I mean? And so, and she's like, yeah, that, that sounds reasonable. But I know that's the weird thing that I know is if I put out that policy ahead of time and say, if you do well enough on the perform assessment, then I will change all the prepare grades to like whatever that is, that the kids who need to do the preparation work won't do it. So what's something that you found, you know what I mean? Um, lesson planning, student engagement, and just doing that. Once they see that A for the six weeks, how do you battle the kid that goes, oh, I don't guess I don't need to do anything. Well, ultimately, it's this agreement that it's like, hey, we all understand that this is a placeholder and the ultimate prize is the, is the semester grade. We're looking mm -hmm. for the semester mark. Um, in my particular class, it's a, quote, college prep class where um, the D is graduation credit, but the D is not college credit. Mm -hmm. um, and so to get the college credit for the course, they have to get a C or above. Okay. And so they're all they're, they're all playing the grade game. Um, and, and you just got to respect it. And so even though I'm de-emphasizing it, I'm decentralizing it, it's it's there, it's present. It's, you know, we're still fish in water mm -hmm. um, and, and we can't fight that. And so right. I, I want to respect their choices. And again, going back to what Monty had said on a you know previous episode is it's about this commitment and, and they're making choices. And so if a student ultimately is okay with a D or a C, I want to respect that and not mm -hmm. make them feel less than because they're not an A student or striving that because I go back to saying these grades don't mean anything as it is. But right. if you're a student who is striving for the A, the B, for whatever reason it is, it um, you know, for the transcripts to to be well with your parents at home for other right. incentives. Mm -hmm. I don't want to devalue that or I don't want to minimize that um, just because I don't believe that it measures intelligence. But we all have to get these things. Even as a teacher, I have to have marks. Um, that's why I would say I don't even give S. I'll tell them right out. No one's going to fail the class. And I tell them, here's the reason why, because that makes me look bad. It <laughs> makes me look bad to give S. So why would I? I'm doing my job. I show up every day. I design lessons. I'm not going to give you an F. If you at least show up once, like in my class, to me, boom, you're getting a D. Um, and, and that's it. And so I ultimately say, like, it's up to you. Everyone has their own, especially at the senior level. They have their own reasons to get the grades that they do. 
I just want to say, hey, I value you as a person, as a human. I want you in the room, connected with your peers. I want this to be a positive experience. And for you, that's just getting a D. Then how could I make that happen for you? If it's you need to get this A, how could I make that happen for you and have it be something of value, of merit, um, that it isn't right. just given away to everyone else? Yes. So, um, and that's the balance. And I think, again, um, kind of jumping on another question of misconceptions is that it's like everyone gets an A. It's like, the, I want to say it's like the Oprah gift where it's like everyone gets a car, everyone yes. gets a car type of thing. It's like, it's, it's not like that. It could be like that. Um, but ultimately, it's not because I found that that creates problems for me as the teacher. And so I don't want problems. I want things to run smooth. And so there has to be this balance of, okay, there is some accountability. We want there to be some merit to the grade, but not necessarily have it rank and try to attempt to you know um what i want to say rank your learning in a way that says a students are smarter than b students because we just know that's a loaded bs i want right. them to know it's a loaded bs um but i do value um them as a as a person and and their own motives for wanting mm -hmm. to get a grade that they want um and, and that's just where i go back to how can i structure my grading system my lesson design, my instruction to kind of honor this central value. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, um, uh, I have this conversation with the kids when, when we sit down, we did, we, we determine the grade. And I say this, uh, you know, over and over again, I'm like, I want you to feel like, um, what number, ever number putting in there. Cause we have to put one in there that, you didn't steal something from me. Like you didn't, you didn't take something that, that didn't belong to you and you have a guilty conscience. And I also don't want you to feel like you um, should have gotten something that you um, didn't get where you, where you left some money on the table. Like, Oh no, no, I've really done enough. I've really learned enough. You know, I, I, those are the things I talk about. What have you done? Like, like I'm not, I never used to really be huge into like a for effort, but I think that like, growth kind of is, is, is more the, um, the concept. And so, you know, what have you learned and, and you know, have you, have you learned because you've been making, uh, making an effort, you know what I mean? And an effort for you means something because of, of that. Some of you guys can know it all without any effort and that's okay. But some of you have like the effort actually means something because you, you kept on trying and kept on trying because this was a, a challenging thing for you and you want some kind of, um, payback of, for that and what you want and you want your payment in grades because that's the currency that we that we have to, to to deal in so sometimes it's like okay you know if you if you work really really hard that's that's great or if you walked in here like two grade levels behind on this content and you're now not like great at my grade level but you've gone like a grade level and a half well then hey why, why should you get an a for that because you've, you've really you know you know if we went and took you back to like the previous class and you took that test now, you'd get an A in that and you got an F in that. So let's give the A to you somewhere. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's interesting to me always is like, there's two sides of this. And so as an administrator, you know, I'm, I, I have a follow-up question, but I, one of the things that I find is interesting, if you're truly doing like the ungrading thing, right? Like you're, you're talking about a kid's quote unquote grade should be a representation of what they know, right? Like that's where we should be at. Mm -hmm. And what's what sometimes happens and what I've seen happen is those kids that are normally the A student because they always are compliant mm -hmm. are not always the A student anymore. And I've had pushback there where it's like, right, but you, I get it. You did every assignment you did, but at the same time, you're not there yet. Uh, and that's, I think, a lot hard. That's hard for 
I know that's one of the pushbacks I've seen um, with with uh, the ungrading policy. Um, but Jacob, I, my question is: first of all, what kind of what kind of common pushback do you have, or do you have common pushback? Um, and also, maybe in line, maybe not. How does your admin, how do your school leadership respond or support with your ungrading philosophy? Surprisingly, it's crickets. And, and, you know, I think I'm, I'm just, I, I thought going into this that there would be a lot of pushback. And so I'm just prepared, kind of ready for battle. Like, okay, I got my yeah. reasons, I got my research, I got this. But then when you really think about it, it's like, wait, wait, on the flip side, what justification besides compliance and such is there for grades actually as a valid metric for learning? Mm -hmm. And it's besides, we've always done it that way, it's not there. So on a collegial or you know other standpoint, it's just not there. Um, and so I found myself saying like, um, why do I need to prepare for something where on the other end, there's nothing to really, besides you know hallway chit chat, there's nothing to put out there to say, grades do this and why aren't you doing it? It's just, it's just not there. So I found myself ready, but nothing was coming my way. Wow. Um, and on the administrative side, Again, not to be cynical in any way, everyone has a job to do uh, and they have obligations. Um, but I think the optics are important. You know, so if the kids are happy, the parents are happy, administration's happy. Yep. Everyone's happy. So it's like, hey, if you're just doing what you're required to do contractually, um, the parents and the kids are happy, um, keep on going. That's that's Good basically job. what I got from my principal. He, he was like, he was like, I don't have a problem with it. He's like, if I'm not dealing with any angry emails or phone calls, then and and you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, you know. And like he's like, and I and I told him everything that I was doing. He's like, you know, he's like, you're giving the kids feedback, they're learning. I was like, keep on keeping on, and I'll, and and, okay. and I'll be fine with so it. I, I have gotten first, some more um, pushback you know, from we're gonna get into um, funny stories here, but teachers, like, and what I've gotten more, if you, if I think I would to, like, say is more about kind of, this. Um, it is so easy. Some low you key. You put um, in the hashtag oh, ungrading and you will get literally like thousands of tweets and you get delved I'm, into I'm, like I'm conversations and back and forth and the people who like and the people who don't like it. The people are doing it this way and that way. Yep. You mentioned the episode with um, Monty um, Sari or Sari. I forget how it's pronounced. I'm terrible. Um, but um, and, and the episode with Johanna and there's books on it and there's videos and all that kind of stuff. And it's, and I'll say this, I had this conversation with someone on, on um, Twitter. It doesn't fix everything. There is no thing you can do or stop doing that all of a sudden school becomes this magical utopia of everyone coming and learning everything all the time. No, there's going to be some kids who are going to like not do anything, but there's going to, but it just, for me personally, and I feel like for you, Jacob, as well, it changes how I feel about my classroom and it changes how my relationship with my students and it feels much more cooperative versus me being this kind of gatekeeper with like this, um, this treasure chest of um, points that I have here that you have, that you have to battle me for to, to, to get to that. You know what I mean? What, what, yeah. That's, that's a great analogy. And just to kind of piggyback on that, when you, you talk, when Joanna, I listened to her episode and she made this um, analogy about a vegetarian, you mm -hmm. know, and just because, you know, you go, you don't have to go full, no, no meat, nothing to make it right. work for you. Um, or you can just incorporate 
vegetables and greens into your diet and that's going to be good for you. Uh, and so I think when teachers hear this, yeah. and there's this idea that it has to be all or nothing. I was certainly under that impression myself when I first like got into it. Um, but it's, it's this give and take. And it's about, like you said, it's about it really, you pinned it. It's about changing the dynamic between you and the students from this idea that you are um, the holder of all that's valuable and they have to comply and they have to, you know, just do what you say to get these points versus like, we're in this together. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it changes the dynamic in such a way that I think it re for me speaking personally, reinvigorated um, my practice. I found myself in a spot where it's like, I can't keep battling kids and parents um, over this trivial metric uh, metric that that is meaningless. Um, and so in that respect, it doesn't fix all the issues in education. There's you know, a lot of um, issues that we deal with, but I ultimately think at the end of the day, when we think about what's good and what's bad, when we look at that bad, a mm -hmm. lot of those issues, if not all of them, are rooted in and, and stem from the issue of grading and grades. And all that's good has to do with people, humans, mm -hmm. um, working with young people. Right. Um, and so it, it's, in, in that case, it is black and white. But in terms of all the other nuances of ungrading and how you go about it, yeah. very gray. Yeah, and you could and you could just do, you could just do one assignment. You know what I mean? And say, okay, this one's not going to be graded, or this one you're going to determine the grade that you that, that that you get on this after I give you some feedback. Maybe maybe I give you a rubric. Maybe you get some, um, you know, some some peer consulting on what they think. It, but then you know, I I one thing I, I said something about that one time, and the kids thought that like that they're the fellow students were going to determine their grades, and that—that's something I definitely think is 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 not a good is not a good idea. Now, can your other kids say, "Hey, I like this about your essay," or "Oh man, you don't know to do how to do this. Let me help you with this, or show me what's going on." That's okay, but not but not like um, someone else. I, I, somehow I explained it terribly, and I had this <laughs> someone else is going to like give them their grade. No, 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 but um, but there's yeah, but there's different. Yeah, there's but you can definitely you know have some, but the but the students could as a class create um, a rubric or, 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 a, or a system go, okay, th this is what we, th we think as a class, you know, determines an A or this de determines a B because this is what, what, what we think. And this is what we think is important about this content. You know what I mean? And that can lead into like really good discussions about the content, you know, like, Oh, if you don't know how to do this or you don't understand this aspect of, of, of the content, then you don't actually know this, you know, then, and blah, blah, blah. So I think there's a lot of ways. So anyway, we always like to end with um, funny story anecdotes from the classroom, Jacob, been teaching a while. I know, you know, especially I can't even imagine a credit recovery um, doing that. So, so hit us with some things that just make you smile or that you, that you tell it like a, a cocktail party or when you, when you come home and ex explain to um, someone, um, what happened wild and crazy at school today? Ah, you guys know as teachers, admin, it's every day. It, it's, you know, there's some things, you know, most I just can't share. It's like, you know, there's, there's individuals, there's names. Um, mm -hmm. And I work in a, a tight knit community. I actually work at the high school that I went to, that I graduated cool. from. Yeah. And I, I work with um, my, my fellow senior teacher was um, my English teacher, my senior English teacher. Nice. Um, and so, um, yeah, I know I have a few and I don't know, um, maybe I'll share a few one from a, a as a teacher and then maybe um, a student perspective. So cool. as um, one, I going back to my old high school, 
I was not a model student and I'm not going to get into details, but it just, I was, I was not a model student. And I think many were surprised to see like, Oh, that's my colleague now. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, wow. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Um, wouldn't have, wouldn't have guessed that one. Um, and so I, I worked at some other high schools at, at first it was just our only high school in our district. Um, it, it grew to several high schools. I had worked at the other high schools thinking like, Oh man, I got that one behind me. Uh, phew, a fresh start. But then right. as you know, the jobs go and you're trying to find your way in and, and, and get your way. I found my way into um, my previous high school via a yearbook yeah. advisor. <laughs> that nice. was the only way they did nice. a yearbook advisor. No nice. hands are being raised. I get in there. But anyways, I get there. Time for um, um, the people who are old enough to know that it is a, a welcome back hotter situation. So, okay. <laughs> I Yeah, it's, it's something where it's just like, okay, here I am. And uh, I remember, you know, as a senior in my um, history government class, I um, was so bad. I was such an, I was one of those kids. It was just like, it was, it was bad. Like I would just, I was so horrible to the teacher thinking, mm-hmm. never got to see this guy again, whatever. Like it's gonna, and it wasn't a bad guy. He's just, you know, he's just doing his job. I'm just a teenager um, with issues. Um, and so I'm always saying things, I'm always popping off um, this and that. Lo and behold, I have to come back and he is my colleague. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just remember going back and kind of seeing him and just being like, Oh my God, I have to like, just be like facepalm. Like, Oh my God. Like, I'm so embarrassed. Like, I can't believe, how do I, how do I say anything or work with this teacher who knows kind of, uh, maybe quote my, my true colors of sorts. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, I finally pulled the goal to like go to his room and say, Hey, you know, I'd like to talk to you. Say, oh, come on, come on down. And I'm just kind of like, ah, you kind of remember me as a student. And he's looking at me like, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> holding, holding his tongue. Um, and I just had to be like, I, I just got to apologize, I guess. Like, I don't know. And he just stops me right there and says, you don't need to do that, man. People grow and people change and uh, you've come a long way and I'm proud of you. And it just it shook me to be like, wow, like what grace, wow, right. like, <laughs> like now this is the kind of teacher I can be. And this is how you're yes. that. Like, he could have just dismissed me and been like, dude, like, mm-hmm. no, get on out of here. I, I can't stand it. Um, but he didn't. And it just, yeah. it was one of those lessons of like, okay, like, I got a lot of learning to do still. Um, and I yeah. want to be like that guy. There um, we go. So, so back to like the yearbook. So I was a yearbook, yearbook advisor and that's how I got into it. Mm-hmm. My mentor who took me over told me there was really only four ways to get out of it. So it's like, welcome, but there's only really four ways to get out of this. So just be ready. She's like, you can um, retire or get <laughs> fired. Two days. You, you can yes. transfer or you could die. Wow, there we go. <laughs> but but other than that, you're you're stuck with this, so kind of yes. get ready. Um, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. So I'm um I'm taking over a staff, students that had been with her, loved her. She's phenomenal. I had big shoes to fill. My only qualification was that I was once in a yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> that that was it. Um, I I don't know much about photo taking, caption writing, um, journalism of any kind. Um, I, you know, they, I, and I found out why they hired me because it was getting a situation when I was trying to get out that there's no hands being raised for this <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Um, and so I have this scene, this senior, um, um, editor who's on top of it, man. She wants this to be her senior yearbook. It's going to be awesome. Um, but I'm running the show so naive. Um, the kids are telling me, yeah, we actually throw parties like every month to kind of like celebrate and kind of you know, uh, build, com- build community. Nice. <laughs> I'm eating out of their hand, you know, and then my, my rep comes oh. in. It's like, we're, you're not meeting deadlines. Nothing's happening. The content sucks. 
what oh. is up um and so uh I have these two rooms like they're they're adjoined there's like a hole in the wall there's like my English room and there's like the yearbook room mm-hmm. um and so you got to picture this that the the senior editor comes in and she one day you know she's had enough um and so she calls everyone and she's like everyone in here and I'm like wow like this is great leadership I can't wait you know so she's like everyone in here we got to have a meeting right now I'm like yeah you know so everyone gets in there I start to follow she turns around she's like not you I'm like no I'm so so kind of like shook like uh, what like um okay like student students leading students I I I, I can dig it I can dig it I can and she goes on to tell the students like the work is not good we got to step up because this guy doesn't know crap Oh. he doesn't know what he's talking about and, and if it's and it's up to and i'm like like right there within like 10 feet i'm like but, but i'm like right here like oh, and so wow. she is, yeah it's like it's up to us we and so i didn't know how to respond because it was just this initiative that wasn't meant to be you know but she it was true like i didn't know what i was talking right, about but she right. was just like it's on you we got to do it you got to step up you got to step oh. up because if you think if you think he's gonna do it you're wrong it's not mrs so-and-so um and so if we want this book to be anything, blah, 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 we got to do it because oh, it's wow. not going to be him. And I'm just like, wow. uh, 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 um, um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like half admiring, half flustered. And um, it was it was a it was a moment to be like, wow, like, yeah. hey, um, wh- how do I even respond to that? <laughs> I know. I, I just ride the way, baby. Just ride the way. Like, yeah, that's, you know? Yeah. Oh. But yeah, no, uh, all in all, you know, it turned out OK. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, it was not my best work. That was my first book. And uh, I learned a lot from the kids, yeah. <laughs> from the, from the whole process, um, mm-hmm. growing experience. Yeah, that is good. That is good. I mean, I, thank goodness for the kids. I, I imagine you were like both, you know, I, probably a little relief that she wasn't going to be around the next year when you, when, 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 <laughs> when you did it. Right. Oh yeah. I was like, phew, I can at least like try to fake it till I make it next year. But <laughs> this year, man, cats out the bag. I'm, I'm <laughs> Oh no. Oh man. Good times. Okay. All right. Well, so guys, uh, first of all, thank you, Jacob. Um, we'll put your um, handle on Twitter in the, um, whatchamacallit in the show notes. Believe me, Brad, it, it might it might happen, right? There okay. might eventually be show notes. There it, might, it, might, there it might show notes. Yeah, we know show notes is show notes. Anyway, um, <laughs> so and we thank you guys for listening. We we appreciate you. Um, so make sure when when you're out in the um in the um you know hall and some teacher is talking about how oh you know this teacher over there they're so easy their class that it's so easy to go oh. They're probably like Mealy from Unprofessional Development, this really good podcast. So you should listen to that podcast. So there's an open door to, to plug us when, when, you, when you're talking to somebody. So help us out, get more listeners. We appreciate um, all of you guys. And as we always say at the end, stay unprofessional. Get ready to take the guesswork out of choosing a school. Go to Edmonton Public Schools Open House. Meet the staff and ask your questions to learn about their schools and programs. Explore your options and find the school that feels right. Find event dates and learn how to make the most out of your visit at openhouse.epsb.ca. Know before you go and feel confident and excited when you get there.